This is One in 59, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. One in 59 is a weekly show devoted to topics related to autism spectrum disorder. Good morning and welcome to One in 59, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, Chief Development Officer at Anderson Center for Autism. And this morning, I'm speaking with Brenda Weitzberg, founder of a company called Aspiritech out of Chicago, Illinois. Brenda, good morning. Thank you for being on the show. Good morning. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. I find myself um, more and more often talking on this on this uh, show with people who have a personal connection of some kind to an individual or group of individuals on the autism spectrum who are starting to look at ways to increase or positively impact employment opportunities for people on the spectrum. And I think that's at least part of what we're going to get into today when it comes to Aspiritech. But before we do, I would love it if you could give us a little background about yourself um, as well as the, uh, the company itself. And then we'll get into some of the other history and... and um, and why people need to know about Aspiritech. Happy to do so, Eliza. Okay, so the story of Aspiritech actually started in 1979 when um, my eldest child was born. It took many years for him to, today he's 40, and it took many years to get a clear diagnosis mm-hmm. of, um, you know, what his challenges were. But And uh, I think when he was 14, I first heard the word Asperger's syndrome. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, we talk about autism spectrum. And I clearly knew that he had um, lots of challenges, but also unique strengths and abilities. And what happened was, uh, what led us to start this company, uh, the co-founder is my husband, Moshe, is in, he graduated from a four-year college in in Chicago, mm-hmm. took him six years, he commuted from home, mm-hmm. and and then when he was in his late 20s, about 27, 28, after four, he spent four years floundering post-university in search of a job that he could obtain and maintain. Right. I just, after he was fired from his fourth job, I thought something, I needed to do something. I myself had a history of uh, not-for-profit social service management and administration, mm-hmm. both overseas, Baltimore, and in Chicago. And I was kind of naive. I thought, well, I could, you know, maybe start a company that he and his father could work at Uh from our home basement that would be more suited to strengths rather than his um, challenges because it became... It was clear to me that Voc Rehab was not real familiar with what we used to call high-functioning autism or people with on the spectrum with with um, everyone has strengths, uh, but these unique intellectual strengths. Mm-hmm. And he was uh, being placed in positions that were ill-suited to his strengths. They actually tapped into his weaknesses, like bagging groceries, and he happens to have a lot of physical challenges. Mm-hmm. So in terms of, um, so anyway, so I set out one night in October, gosh, I, it was 12 years ago, mm-hmm. okay. uh, 07, to, I thought something's got to be done. And I wrote to every professor at the Kellogg School of Business to see if any, if there would be a group of students willing 
to work with me on an autism employment project. And that December, I was shocked because the professor wrote, you know, and said, I'm taking you on. And early in 08, I took my son down to Northwestern University, to Kellogg. We met with a group of um, very smart students, and they started working on um, an autism employment program. Now, that, that's very wow. unique. I've heard a lot of similar kind of lead up in terms of that, you know, ill placed or ill suited placements and families recognizing that they can do something and, and being very creative and pulling on their strengths to pull something together. But you are the first parent, I would say, that I've heard that part from in terms of reaching out to the Kellogg School of Business and, and having seeing if students wanted to get involved in it. So I just want to point that out. That to me immediately stands out as a right. unique uh, uh, part of your story. Great. I will tell you very early on, a colleague in um, another state who d- does more of an agricultural model, um, hydroponics, mm-hmm. that was the first thing I said to her seek out your local university. Mm-hmm. You know, as a not for profit professional, I knew some things, but I had no business starting up a tech company. Right. But at that point, we didn't even think of tech. Okay. I was thinking of, you know, a website. My son's a very good writer Mm -hmm. uh, around his interests. But um, while they were doing their research, I opened up a book, and there was one sentence about a Danish company where – Remember, this is early 2008 when the economy is really in the toilet. I'm mm-hmm. sorry for that language. No, it's okay. But, we, we remember that um, time. And, and there's one sentence about a company where uh, an IT person with a kid with autism saw a good fit between the strengths needed for the task of software testing and quality assurance and what his own son could do. And he started up a company. And I thought naively, and I will say this to other parents and entrepreneurs, social entrepreneurs, it was really naive and stupid. I thought, oh, if they could do it in Denmark, I could do this. Now, I took great pride in starting up new programs from within the not-for-profits that I led or worked in. Mm -hmm. But little did I know, it's very different starting a company from scratch versus creating a new program when you have all the corporate infrastructure already there. So I learned the hard way and could share that with others and have done that. Great. Okay. So, so so you hit some obstacles, but but you still had what I think is, is really fantastic. You had a group of enthusiastic and very smart students from the School of Business yes. who... Now, did, do you know if... Was this a professor-led situation where the professor said, this is going to be a project we take on as a class? Or were these students who said, we want to get involved here? This is, you know, this had some no, 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 personal meaning to them. Okay. So the professor cre- decided that, that this was going to be their project for for their degree. Yes. Okay. And I wasn't brilliant because in the not-for-profit I worked at previously for 20 years and ran, we once, through a board member, had gotten students to help us with a fundraising plan for our agency. And I Mm -hmm. thought, oh, okay, there's some brilliant students out there looking to do good work. The funny, humorous part was... I never met this professor, nor did she ever meet me. And when we showed up at Kellogg, my son and I, I'm a mom dragging my son Mm -hmm. to meet with these students. We were one of a long list. 
you know, like the Shedd Aquarium, I don't remember, but like operas and aquariums and museums, and then there's little Aspiritech that doesn't basically exist. Mm -hmm. And they're like, do you know Professor Woodward personally? I'm like, and I told them the story that we never met, and Mm -hmm. their mouths just dropped. Um, I'm very grateful. It was kind of funny. I will tell you another funny thing, how naive and stupid I was, is... I remember the professor in preparation saying, uh, what is your value add? And in my mind, I laugh now, you know, 12 years later, Mm -hmm. I thought that's incorrect English. (laughs) I I can relate the first time I heard that. I was like, what does that mean? Yes. Okay. But, but I, but now, so, okay. So that's a perfect stepping stone to, so where is, where is, um, well, actually we only have a couple minutes before we have to take a quick break. So let's do a little sidebar here. I'd love to, no, 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 it's okay. fine. I'd love to know what um, what is the meaning behind the name of the company? What is the spirit tech? Where does uh, that come from? So I took Asperger's mm-hmm. and technology. And mm. by the way, that whole idea of the technology came from, you know, what I saw going on in Denmark and not what the students came up with, but they gave me other valuable advice. Okay. But anyway, so I took Asperger's technology, put them together, and I would get Aspertech. And I said, that sounds like aspartame. Yes. And so then I, start, I took all the consonants and put them together, and I, I saw S-P-R-T, and it's spirit. Yeah. And I remembered back to a very old psychiatrist who worked with my son in Baltimore, who told me once to my husband and I when we were at our lowest, he said, do you know what courage it takes your son, he was very little then, to put a backpack on his back and climb on that school bus and go to school every day Mm. when he's being bullied, Mm. like many people on the spectrum, Mm -hmm. not understood, sensory issues. And that stuck with me. So I went and I looked up synonyms for spirit. And I thought, this is it. Mm. It's, you know, all about spirit is not, you know, it's character. And uh, it's a lot of different qualities that have to do with courage, that Mm -hmm. strong spirit. And I thought, that's the name of our company. Now, many people look at it as a spire and they read into lots of different things. And that's okay. Well, I want to say, I'm so glad you told that story because as I was reading it, and you know, off air, I asked you, is it a spire tech or is it a spirit tech? And I was very happy when you said a spirit tech because the word that stands out to me within the name is spirit. And I, oh, oh, yeah, so it's working. I I think um, the message comes across loud and clear. And again, as I said in the beginning of our, our conversation, there are a large number of, uh, or a growing number, I should say, of of these types of companies emerging, and many of which are, are started by or founded by parents who recognize the strengths that their their own children have and, uh, and then go about creating an environment that has, as you said, a value add to the um, economy, the business community, the, the broader exactly. community, but also also have this um, this focus on employing people on the spectrum, and I think all of that embodies the type of community spirit that we should be um, striving for as a as a society. Absolutely. Truly, so so I love that, and I'm glad that that we had the chance to hear that story. Um, I think it's also a good time to take a quick break and then come back and hear about what occurs during the day at a spirit attack. What is your business? Perfect. What are you accomplishing? How many people do you employ? And we'll get some details on on what's going on there today. Uh, This is 1 in 59, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and we'll be right back. 
If you live, work, or frequently visit the Hudson Valley, you've probably passed by the sign for Anderson Center for Autism countless times. Have you ever wondered what our award-winning educational and residential program is all about? Well, let me shed some light. Ours is a place where evidence-based practices marry creative solutions, where students with autism learn how to communicate using whatever modality works best for them, where they learn independent living and vocational skills in nurturing environments, where their families enjoy visits full of special moments, where professionals come from all corners of the globe to obtain high-level training, where staff build rewarding careers, and where people develop lifelong connections. Learn more about our work optimizing the quality of life for people with autism by visiting us online at andersoncenterforautism.org. That's andersoncenterforautism.org. Or schedule a tour by calling us today at 845-889-4034. 845-889-4034. Welcome back to 1 in 59, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and this morning I'm speaking with Brenda Weitzberg, founder of Aspiritech. So Brenda, without further ado, can you tell us what Aspiritech does? Yes. So we are a company that provides software testing and other quality assurance services to a wide range of client companies. So our mission is to empower individuals on the autism spectrum by providing meaningful and gainful employment combined with social opportunity. And how we do this is we get quality assurance software testing projects, contracts, from companies across the the United States and overseas, and we train and then support and coach individuals on the spectrum to do the tasks of quality assurance because there's there's that really nice match between we're really mobilizing the strengths of today we talk about neurodiversity and that's what we do Mm -hmm. Um, because our staff not only have autism many of them have other neurodivergencies whether OCD etc but to give you more flavor we opened our first office in January 2010, we were the first in North America and the third in the world uh, to do this. Mm. And we did it even though uh, the Kellogg students, you know, came up with business plans and seed funding. We started with zero seed funding, so we really bootstrapped ourselves. Mm. And um, the first few years were very challenging. And today we have to pinch ourselves mm. because we can't believe that we have more than 130 people on staff. Wow. Five more are in training next door, um, 90% of whom are on the spectrum. We're in two locations. We finished last year, 2019, at $6 million in revenue, and we're budgeted for $8 million this year. Mm. We just have to pinch ourselves. And when I look back at the original business model, almost everything's identical except for the scale. I never dreamed. I was thinking we'd have four people. Wow. But you know what the main difference is? Mm. which is so exciting, 87.8% of our QA leads and job coaches, and soon to be maybe even a QA manager, are on the spectrum themselves Mm. and rose from within for the most part. That is what we're especially proud of. And I think we've helped drive this movement forward, even though we're a tiny little company. But today, I mean, five years ago, all the big, you know, the Microsofts, the SAPs, 
you know, jumped into the fray. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're now part of a network, the Autism at Work Employer Roundtable, and we help found an international uh, alliance called NeuroWorks mm-hmm. of companies like ourselves. And there's a lot of really healthy sharing in this space. But it's still, despite all our efforts, we're just scratching the surface. We are just scratching the surface. 130 staff, really, you know, when you, you're in the name of your podcast, one in 59, yeah. says it all. Keep going. We need models, mm-hmm. and we need all kinds of models. We're, we happen to be a technology model, mm-hmm. but there are many other forms of employment that, you know, are could be meaningful, and parents and others are starting up companies based on their loved ones' interests and, and strengths. I will tell you in 20, 20, 2008 to 2010, when we started out, no one was talking about adults with autism. No. No one. Right. It was all about children. Mm-hmm. And no one was talking about the strengths. No. It was all a need space. Let's find a cure Mm-hmm. And we're really proud that we've had people on the spectrum on our board from day one, and they, I say they keep me honest, So, and they're in leadership positions. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, that's the way to go. It, but the secret sauce to Spiritech, why we're, and we're growing at breakneck speed. We have to hire like 30 more FTEs this year to meet some uh, client needs. And for us, an FTE, a full-time equivalency, might be more than one person because not everyone can work full-time mm-hmm. you know, 40 hours a week. Right. Our secret sauce are both our, some of our leaders being on the spectrum, but also the supports that we have. Yeah, I was going to ask you I was going to ask you yeah. about that in terms of how do you set up your work and office environments to not only help because you're obviously recruiting employees who are on the spectrum, a large majority of them, but how do you set things up so that you're retaining those employees? Because yeah. because as yeah. you said before, many people on the spectrum, adults on the spectrum report and their families report that getting a job often is not the hardest part. It's sustaining and maintaining that position yeah. that becomes, that, that, that leads to a higher, much higher turnover rate um, within that population. So what what is your secret sauce when it comes to that? So we provide just a range of things. First of all, we have a cadre of, we call them now not autism specialists, but employment support specialists, because we want to provide supports and accommodations that will help our staff succeed at a Spiritech on the job or beyond. We've had 25 people move on and succeed. So we don't know, it's not a therapeutic relationship. They meet at least monthly with each analyst or lead on the spectrum, some weekly, some daily. They're there. They work on goals. So they're helping with the social, emotional needs, organizational needs, very critical. Mm -hmm. We also have job coaches who help more with the technical side because there are two parts to the job, right? Mm -hmm. So, And then we have a young man, we call him our happiness specialist, who coordinates social opportunities. So every afternoon there's clubs in both of our offices and lunchtime uh, discussion groups and lunch and learns, all kinds of things. And that helps with many of the soft skills. Yeah. You know, 
and the anxiety and depression. I mean, the percent, you know, what we see, um, the rate of depression and anxiety, sometimes that's, that is what is uh, really hurting our uh, folks on the spectrum more than almost the autism itself. Yeah. Uh, it's all those emotional overlays, uh, co-occurring conditions. Um, so we provide that and ongoing training okay. all the time to learn new skills. Do we have a 100% success rate? No. We have over time learned to have performance improvement plans with HR mm -hmm. and support and job coaching. And some people really rise to the occasion. We find a new role for them, a new project. Um, others, it's not a good fit. And mm -hmm. that's the hardest thing. Yeah, Which and is a at, very small percentage. And at the same time, you know, that's similar to any person any. working in any exactly. field in any company you know you're you, it would be highly unusual i think to have a company where everybody stays forever and ever and it's always right. a perfect fit right. so i kind of like the fact that there's also a, a, a real world um, aspect to it because part of what is important for all people i think entering into the the workforce is an understanding that it should be mutual. You know, you, you should be able right. to be a, just to go back to value add because I, I just know it now. It's in my head. <laughs> you know, you, you should be able to, to bring something positive mm -hmm. to the experience, but the experience should also be good for you. And, and in, that in itself is a great learning opportunity right. to say this right. may not be for me, but what I've learned here is to advocate for myself and find something that is. So I think that's fair. I want to point out um, you, you talked about clubs and lunch and learns and the, and the ongoing training. Um, that also stands out to me as unique, and it's one of the things that I hear a lot from families, that when their child finishes high school, where there have been built-in clubs, social opportunities, opportunities to go and hang out with maybe one teacher who kind of gets them and they feel comfortable with them um, over lunch instead of going to the cafeteria that can be ca chaotic and loud and maybe overstimulating. You know, it, it's, it, I haven't heard too many of too many other companies like Aspiritech where you actually work in some of those things that many families feel just disappear for their adult right. child because it's sort of socially not what everybody's used to. It's sort of suddenly we're all supposed to become adults and find our own, you know, social opportunities and be very independent, whereas those clubs for many people really served a strong purpose. And so so do you find that those clubs are, are well attended? Did most of the employees stay and participate? No, I mean, many are. The game club on Thursdays, forget it. You know, <laughs> through the roof, as uh -huh. you can imagine. But it's also, it's a choice. You know, yeah. they're, everyone's adults, mm -hmm. and people pick and choose, and they change the clubs as it comes along. As we had more female or female-identified staff, they started a, a lunch women's group on Monday. So they evolve like in any other population. They just have a little more support from um from our specialists well, often to that's, help organize. And often that's that's all you need is just a little bit more, a little bit more support right. and, a, and, an, yeah. uh, and an, an understanding that it's work, but it's also, um, you know, we, we spend a tremendous amount of time at work and it should be mutually beneficial that's for everyone. We, we have to, just like you said, 12 minutes does go by real quick. So we're finishing up here. In the last 30 seconds or so, what are your hopes for the future of Aspiritech? Well, I have hopes for the future of the whole 
movement mm-hmm. um, because I see this as a civil rights movement and um, and uh, providing opportunities for neurodivergent people, uh, folks on the spectrum and others. Um, and I I pray that one day there is a there is a spectrum of opportunity for folks on the spectrum. Well, I not. A, a bay, you know, a host of technology, employment, social, other types of employment. So mm-hmm. that's my dream. Well, I think that's a good dream to end on and a great message to send out to our listeners. So Brenda Weitzberg, founder of Aspiritech out of Chicago, thank you so much for being on the show and for sharing your story. And for more information, people can go to your website, which Aspiritech. is Aspiritech.org. Aspiritech.org. Okay. Yep. Well, please go check it out. And Brenda, again, thank you for your time today. Thank you, Eliza. This is 1 in 59, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski. And remember, Anderson cares. You've been listening to 1 in 59, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. Join us for another edition of the show at the same time next week. 